What's going on, everybody? This is Nick Ruffin, your host of Vantage Point Podcast, and thank you all for tuning in, whether it's your first time or 50th time. Man, I'm so glad you're here. First off, I just want to say thank you for all the support during this current series that we're in. This Dream Vision series has literally been an amazing start to season three, and there's so much more to come, not just with this episode, but our next series. And so before we jump into part four of Dream Vision, just want to share a little bit about the next series that's coming up next Monday, March 1st. So a few months ago around the fall, I uh, started planning for season three, thought I had everything laid out, and, and God literally just uh, showed up and constantly speaking, which is something I love about him, by the way. He just is always speaking, always showing us things, and when we listen to that voice and tune in, amazing things can happen. And so he really spoke to me about March, and it aligned so perfectly with Easter Sunday. So the five-part series in March is going to be called Who Is This Jesus? And this series is going to focus on the ministry and life of Jesus Christ. And, and if you know or don't know, that ministry, earthly ministry of Jesus lasted only three years. But as we read through the Gospels and even peel back the layers of his ministry, that question seems to be uh, something that everybody was asking, right? The religious leaders were asking it, his disciples, even people on earth today are still asking it. So I'm super excited to to bring that to you and, and just hope that we all get to know the King of Kings and Lord of Lords more on this journey. And then that series, like I mentioned earlier, is going to lead up to Easter. And for the first time on Vantage Point, I'm going to move the that sixth uh, episode on Easter Sunday, instead of it airing on the 5th, it's actually going to air on the 4th, and that'll be the first Easter message uh, from Vantage Point. So I'm super excited for that. Um, so much more to come in March in that series. So be on the lookout for the promo videos and everything else. But let's jump in to part four of Dream Vision. And I mentioned this a little bit ago, but this series has not just been a blessing to to others, it's been a blessing to me because really the last four weeks, God has downloaded some insights and 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 just key things when it comes to vision and not just vision of your life, but I mean, even for me in this podcast. And one thing is literally this episode is going to be like this, it's going to be this culmination of the last three weeks as we went on this journey, um, exploring the life of Joseph. And then secondly, Again, there were some just things that I got uh, from doing these episodes that were specific to, to me in this podcast, and so some of it was confirmation and some of it was revelation. And again, what I love about God in this journey is is the things that are confirmed, and, but also the things that are revealed. And so I want to go back a little bit just to recap the last three weeks and really set the stage on where we're going for this closeout episode of Dream Vision. And so... In week one, we looked at the blueprint of Dream Vision. We first meet Joseph. He's 17 years old, youngest of 12 sons, and he has his dream. And the first thing we see in the blueprint is we have to be able to see beyond where we are and who we are. And that's really the central theme of this whole series. It's answering that question. Can we dream beyond what we see? And when we get through the text, we see Joseph that he dared to dream and you know, his brothers and other people around him, they just couldn't handle it. And he quickly learned, as we do, that not only do we have to dream, but those dreams have to be defined, they have to be declared, and they have to be defended. And so when he starts to share this dream, his brothers hated him for it even more. 
They devised this plan to get rid of them, and that led us to the next episode of Dream Vision, which was the journey. And what we found in week two is that Dream Vision is always accompanied with a journey, right? And for Joseph, that journey started in a pasture, started in a field with his brothers. Then it went from to a pit, then to a position, then a prison, and then finally a palace. And literally, Joseph went from the pit to a position to prison to palace. And I, I really, when I when I look at that, I wonder, have has any of your journeys, or I know mine has, but has any of them had just had all these ups and downs like that, right? You go, you're up at this point, then you're down at this point, then you're up again. But what we know about the journey of Dream Vision is that it includes company. God was with Joseph at every spot. And he he's like that with us. You know, some stops along the way will include tests. We saw that with Joseph. He had to endure some tests. You know, some of those tests are going to come from the outside, like with Potiphar's wife and his brothers. But some of those tests are going to come from within. How do we handle people, you know, those same people? How do we handle situations? How do we handle uh, pressure? And then that really takes us in the, in the week three where we looked at where the dream takes you. And I had an amazing guest. I encourage you to go back and listen if you hadn't uh, listened already. But uh, my brother Hobie Johnson broke it all the way down as we heard his story, his journey and vision starting one way and now completely on a different trajectory and path that he didn't expect or anticipate. And one thing we to remember is obedience is the key to dream vision as it it's going to determine your path to that vision. And really the, what we what we talked about in that episode was the more God knows you're willing to follow him, the more of his vision he can entrust you with. And another key from that from that episode was know uh, is to know that agility is key in your dream vision, which also goes hand in hand with obedience, right? Because once you're tuned in to God, obedience, you're following what he's saying, that takes the path that you're going to be on, and that path is going to require agility because we know that God is going to keep moving. His vision is going to keep growing and building because he ultimately knows the end game, but that has to give us the, we have to have that agility, which literally is the ability to think, act, and move quickly. And that leads us to today for week four of Dream Vision. And the title of this one is Vantage Point. And I know that's the name of the podcast, but when I think of Vantage Point in reference to Dream Vision, um, I, I really would say that our promo video for this episode really says it all. If you haven't seen it, check out on my Instagram, I am Nick Ruffin. But the video um, starts with this kind of panned shot of what looks like a mountain-like structure, and there's people on it. But if you look a little bit beyond that, you can see the the bottom of the, the lower part of the land. And, and what I envision with that is imagine standing on this structure and you're looking over the land you were just on. Your view or vantage point has now changed, right? So from this view, you're going to see things differently, things you couldn't see in the previous position. You didn't know what it looked like looking down from this mountain structure when you were down on the lower part of the land. You had no idea, no perspective on how that looked. And that's the beauty of dream vision, right? When we follow a blueprint and we take that journey, we begin to see where the dream is taking us. And when we end up in a different place, we have a different view. And one another example that pops into my head is, is traveling on an airplane, right? And 
I am one of those people who I have to have a window seat when, I, when I'm on an airplane. Doesn't matter the flight, doesn't matter the length, I have to get a window seat. And what I love about that is being able to see where I just was from a different vantage point, right? Because I go from being at the airport on the ground to seeing the plane as I board it. And then once I'm in my seat out the window, I see the land that I was just standing on. And I don't know about you, if you've had a window seat, been on an airplane, there is something about being 35,000 feet above the surface of the earth. And when I look at Joseph's story, vantage point just kept screaming out to me. He literally, again, goes from a pit, which was looking to looking down from a palace. So he's in this pit as we meet him, looking up, and now he's in a palace at the end of this story, looking down. And when I think about each place Joseph had and what vantage point must have been like, I think each of those points that we see him at we can, that can help us along this dream journey vision that we're on. And, and so the first piece that we see is, is the vantage point from the pit, right? And Genesis 37, 23 to, through 24. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the robe of many colors that he wore, and they took him and threw him into a pit. The pit was empty and there was no water in it. And the first thing we see right now all automatically is the brothers strip away his robe. And, and if you read the Bible or any commentary, if you Google the question, what did Joseph's robe mean? You know, it, it really signified to his father. It signified um, Joseph's importance or position to his father in comparison to his brothers. Jacob had a favorite and his name was Joseph. And so before they threw him in this pit, they stripped him of his identifier to his father, to the people around, to his own brothers, that because he, with the robe, he was identified as the favorite, as the one. And so they strip him of that, take his identity away, and then they throw him into a low place. The Bible, depending on the translation, calls it one of two things. It's either called a cistern or a pit. And so this was a place that was in ground, and it was deep enough to hold water for use. And one of the things that really just jumps out to me is when you're in this position of looking up. Because I wonder, you know, in this position, Joseph now has seen his brothers strip him down and throw him into a, a pit where he can't get out himself. So now he's in this position of looking up. And I know sometimes it, it might be on the journey in the dream vision where, where we have these moments where we might feel like we're in a pit or we might feel like we're in a valley or whatever low place that we're looking up for hope. We're looking up for something to, to bring us out, right? And the beauty of this, we talked about it in week two, is that God was with him even in the pit. God was still with him. And we see that each time. And so when, when I think about dream vision and when I think about you know, where you are, where you might be in this in this vision. Don't ever forget the vantage point from the pit. I, I remember um, when I first started the podcast and kind of, you know, watching, you know, launching the first episode, which was the first step, and then just kind of waiting to see what would happen, who would listen. And and, and it was this, this, this kind of hopelessness of, I, I'm out here and and now I'm here I am and and trying to see this trying to see something 
from a different position and from a lower place looking up. And and really, at the end of the day, if you're in that pit, you have to trust God. You have to trust that the vision that he set you on, the path that he set you on, is going to be the one that's going to ultimately bring him glory and be there. And so when I think about that, um, that that's just encouragement for somebody when it comes to that pit. You know, it, it we can sit here all day, and one of the things we don't know, the Bible doesn't tell us, but I wondered Joseph's mindset was it was he was he worried was he was he crying was he you know some I don't know but I, I I know that God was with him and we even see that in the next vantage point that he gets and that's vantage point from the position and Genesis thirty nine one through six says now Joseph have has had been brought down to Egypt and Pontifer an officer of Pharaoh the captain of the guard an Egyptian had bought him from the Ishmaelites who had brought him down there. The Lord was with Joseph, and he became a successful man, and he was in the house of his Egyptian master. His master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord caused all that he did to succeed in his hands. So Joseph found favor in his sight and attended him, and he made him overseer of his house and put him in charge of all that he had. From that time that he made him overseer in his house and over all that he had, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. The blessing of the Lord was all on that he had in house and field. So he left all that he had in Joseph's charge, and because of him, he had no concern about anything but the food he ate. And I wonder, when we go from this vantage, the vantage point of a pit to the vantage point of a position, right? We go from this, Joseph literally goes from a position of nothing, stripped away from everything. Everything's stripped from him, and now he's in a position. He's He has a different vantage point now. He can look out. He can see a little bit, right? But the first thing that I want to call out when it comes to position and vantage point is don't allow the – don't let the position be the palace. And, and what I mean by that is if we read this scripture, right, it sounds good, right? He He's not in the pit anymore. He's in charge. He he they're, they're God, you know, he through God he's he's favored and, and the house is going well and he's put in position of authority, but it's just a position. And the one thing sometimes you don't want a position or a or a moment in your journey of of this vision. You don't want it to you don't want to make it the palace, right? Because Joseph could have got he could have become very comfortable right here. But we see he has to stay on guard, right? Because it's not what God told him yet, right? He, his vision, his dream was bowing down to him. His brothers ended the stalk of grain. That was his dream, right? And so I encourage you, if maybe you were in a pit, maybe you were in this moment, but now you, you see a little bit of success, you see a little bit of growth, you see a little bit of, of journey to that vision. Don't get comfortable, Stay focused, stay in tune with God because he's still with you. Continue to have that ear for him because what you're going to see is why you need to stay on guard in the position, right? Because again, the position looks good. It feels good, but it's not the promise. It's just a point. It's just a position on the way, right? And then we, we go into the next vantage point, which is a vantage point from prison. Genesis 39 and 20 says, when when his master heard the story, his wife told him, saying, 
This is how your slave treated me. He burned with anger. Joseph's master took him and put him in prison, the place where kings, where the king's prisoners were confined. So now we have Joseph thrown in prison from his position, right? Before he he was still he wasn't any, he was just a younger brother thrown in a pit, but now he's taken from a position and thrown in prison. And when we read that, one of the things that that, that I would encourage is you may see yourself in this position and then you may have a moment or season in this journey where you're where you're taken down, right? Maybe not prison, maybe it's somewhere else. But again, stay focused on what God showed you, what God told you. I think that's the one theme that if I would really connect anything to Joseph's life is to that he understood that God was with him. And again, here's another moment. We don't see much emotion out of him. He didn't fight it. He didn't try to stick up for himself, even though Potiphar's wife lied. But we see him in this moment move into a different space. And again, we see again, there's favor. He's even in the prison. He's taken back to position within the prison. And that's one of the things about this journey. That's one of the things about dream vision is we have to be able to stay focused on the vision. We have to be able to understand that this vision is going to have tests. It's going to have moments. We're going to be moving through things. And, And on occasion, we may find ourselves in this position. We may find ourselves in this place where where things are stripped away or things are removed and things are, you know, there's a journey that, again, Joseph had to go through. And when we get to the fourth one, the big one, right, the vantage point from the palace. And I, I love reading this this part of this, the, the journey of Joseph because in, in, we read it before, but in verse 41, chapter 41, excuse me, of Genesis, verses 40 to 46, it says, you shall be in charge of my palace and all of my people are to submit to your orders. Only with respect to the throne will I be greater than you. So Joseph said, so Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the whole land of Egypt. The Pharaoh took his signet ring from his finger and put it on Joseph's finger. He dressed him in robes of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. He had him ride in a chariot and as his second in command and people shouted before him, make way. Thus he put him in charge of the whole land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh, but without your word, no one will lift a hand or foot in all of Egypt. Pharaoh gave Joseph the name Zephaneth Paneah and gave him Asenath, daughter of Pontipharah, priest of On, to be his wife. And Joseph went throughout the land of Egypt. Joseph was 30 years old when he entered the service of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from Pharaoh's presence and traveled throughout Europe, throughout Egypt. Couple of things about this vantage point, and, and the obvious, we talked about it earlier, but now he's in a position where he's looking down, right? But there's a couple of things, right? I want to call out the robe. You know, it says Pharaoh dressed him in robes of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. These, these Again, we started this journey, he had a robe stripped of him. And God literally restored that robe back to him. 
with even more authority than he initially had with the robe because the robe in the beginning of the journey just identified his place among his brothers. But now this robe identifies his place among the land, the entire land of Egypt, right? And he's riding in a chariot. He's second in command. People are saying, make way for him. In other words, here he comes, right? And he put him in charge of the whole land of Egypt. And literally, Pharaoh tells him, but without your word, no one will lift a hand or foot in Egypt. Now, Pharaoh is king, and he acknowledges that. I am Pharaoh. I am the king, but no one does anything unless you say so. And now he puts him in this position. And one of the biggest things about this that really, to me, signifies a lot of this journey, the place, the position, the pit, was maturity, right? That's, that's what dream vision, that's what you gain along the way. You, you get perspective as you go through this journey, right? It says Joseph was 30, 30 years old when he entered the service of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. When we met Joseph, he was 17. So he had 13 years of a journey, 13 years of growth, 13 years of wisdom, 13 years of dream vision, right? And now we see him in this place. We see him in this moment. And I wonder how how long... Because I think there's another another uh, P word that we can put in this moment is also patience. You know, we, we can't get so caught up in a position. We can't get so down about a prison. We can't get so down about a pit that we don't have patience in the moment. Because at any one of these moments, Joseph could have went one other way. He could have, when he was in the pit, he could have just said, that's it. I'm done. This is it. No dream for me. No vision. In the position, he could have said, this is it. I'm here. Yes, I made it. In the prison, oh, you know what? I'm not going to make it. And then even in the palace, he could have he could have said, uh, but he continued to move in that vision. He continued to see that this vision over time, over as he got older, that this there's a vision and there's a calling that I have. And, and what I love about this story of Joseph is, is and something I can relate to is it's the vantage point for me. And some of you know, as I've talked on the, on the podcast before, this is something that was given to me four years ago that I just started doing two years ago. And when I read this story and when I dive into Joseph's life, a few things stick out for me when it talks about when we're dealing with the pit and we're talking about position. You know, there, there's been so much on this journey um, in doing this, right, and what God told me to do. And the one scripture that, that really has jumped out every time I, I step on the mic, every time I prep, every time I do anything, vantage point, is Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14, because I think sometimes we stop at Jeremiah 29, 11, and we're good, right? But we know that part of it, right? For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. But verse 12 says, then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. Verse 13, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. 
in verse 14, I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declared the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. I will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. And what all that says to me is from the pit to a position, to the prison, back to a position, and then to the palace. Whatever that looks like for you, we have to understand that God has a plan for us for one. We have to know that we have to call on him and pray to him and he listens, and we have to seek and find him. And so I imagine at some point in the pit, Joseph was seeking and calling on God. In the position, he was calling on God. In the prison, he was calling and seeking him. In the new position, calling and seeking him. And even in the palace, which I love the moment that Joseph sees his brothers and we see him kind of go through this, you know, kind of, I don't know if he was playing or or he was like dead serious or maybe a little bit of both and, you know, just want to mess with them a little bit. But even in that moment, God didn't didn't leave him because we see it in two different moments. He was overcome with emotion. He had this emotion of this moment, and then he couldn't take it anymore. He had to tell, it's me, it's Joseph. And then he tells his brothers, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. And and, he, and this relationship, this this reunite reunion, so to speak, is happening between these brothers. And when I think about this journey that I've been on with this podcast, there there was a reason I couldn't start it four years ago when God first had it. There was a journey. It was all part of it. That was the vision. That was the first step. God literally coming to me in prayer and saying, I want you to use your voice and your face to bring me to people. That was the first thing. And then there was procrastination for me. There was all of these things. There was insecurity. Who am I to do this? And I I love this. And and for those that know, if you don't know, I I am a big Star Trek fan. And one of the things that really solidified this for me was watching an episode and one of the characters asked a prophet, a godlike figure in this episode, asked her why does it have to be me? Because that's a question, I'm going to be honest with you, I've asked God um, about this, about this specific calling, this specific purpose that to do Vantage Point Podcast. And the answer she gave him in this episode was so key, and, and I think it will be encouragement for other people. If you're asking God the same thing, maybe you're asking him, why me? Why, why does it have to be me? Why do, why do I have to carry this burden and not burden burden in a bad sense, but this burden, this burden, this passion to help people. And her answer was because there could be no one else. And sure, there's a lot of people doing a lot of the same thing, but there's a specific reason he asked you to do it because there could be no one else to do it the way you do it and the temper you do it and in the style you do it. And, and it's not trying to be anybody else. That's not the goal. It's being obedient, being agile, and stepping into what God has called you to do. And I know for me, when I sit back 
and look at this. And I'm not, this is not saying vantage point is on a palace or that level. I, I would say we're, we're, we're in a bit of a position right now. And when I look at that people are listening to this right now, that I may never meet, that I, I pray that you not connect with me, but connect with God through me. And seeing what God is doing, seeing where God is taking it, you know, I, I was asked this question, what, what is your audience? Who is your audience? Who are you trying to reach? And my goal was, my answer was simple. I, I want to reach everybody. And then I thought about that. And it sounds silly, right, to reach everybody. There's, there's over, I mean, in the United States alone, there's over 300 million people. But that's the joy of, of a dream, right? That's the joy of this vision is God said what to do. And one of the things that in this journey, he, he constantly reminds me of what my name means. And what Nicholas means is victory for people, victory for the people. That's what it means. And when I think about Every episode, every time I get on the mic, every time I write, every time I do this, that's what my thought is. Victory for his people. Victory for the people. Spiritual victory. Whatever victory that whatever victory looks like for you, I'm praying that through these words, through these episodes, through these series, that I'm helping somebody. And and we are gonna continue to do this, and there's so much more to come. And I'm going to take a page out of my own book. I'm not going to share everything. But what God did tell me, and I'm asking for prayer in this together, is that he He said 100 countries. He said 1 million downloads. And so when that happens, it's going to be a celebration because I know that it's not just people listening for the sake of listening. I know it's people getting getting change getting a perspective of God that that's the mission of vantage point it's providing key insights to daily living through the lens of God not the lens of Nick the lens of God and I, I hope that this series has been um, an encouragement to somebody and helped you grow and helped you build and and think about your vision and get connected to God to find that vision if you don't but I'm telling you, if you if you connect with him, you're going to find that vision. You're going to discover that dream, that passion, that burning thing inside of you. And he's going to take you on a journey. He's going to he's going to have some tests for you. He's going to have some people for you. And he's going to have some people that will not be there. And I think that's been one of the biggest things that I've learned in this journey is is you're going to pick up people along the way. And you're going to lose some people along the way. And it's going to be surprising because even I don't know that Joseph expected to lose his brothers for that for those moments. But I'm sure that reunion was everything to him. Because even though he was the youngest, I'm sure there was an affinity toward his brothers, even in the midst of them being divisive against him. And you may have those moments where there's going to be people who you thought might be there along for the ride. But, you know, not everybody can go where your dream is taking you. And I saw that, um, I saw this the other day and it said, your calling 
you don't need other people's approval for your calling. They weren't on the conference call. And so I'm encouraging you, the only person, the only thing that person that matters. So I'm encouraging you, the only person that matters when it comes to your calling is God. Because he's the one that ordained it and is orchestrating it as we speak. Not everybody's going to understand it. Not everybody's going to accept it. Not everybody's going to support it. But know that if God told you to do it, if you're aligned and obedient to him, that's what matters. And I encourage you, go along for that ride. It's going to be a wild one, but it'll be a fun one. So buckle up. So in keeping with this dream vision and keeping with this before I let you go, I, I wanted to share just a little bit more uh, when it comes to Vantage Point. And, you know, this is something that I've been in prayer about and when to do it and how to do it. But today I announced on Instagram and Facebook that Vantage Point has merch. Yes, you heard it right, merch. And so you can go to www.shopvantagepoint.us. Check out what we have. Again, it's a, another way to support uh, this movement, this this ministry, this everything. And so definitely would appreciate you stopping by, checking things out. And as always, thank you for tuning in again. We're going to see you on March 1st, new series, Who Is This Jesus? And um, you're going to be in for another ride. So definitely thank you again. We'll see you all next week. Thank you.